0: Well, good morning and welcome to a special edition of Media Insult. And I'm Jackson Weaver in Seattle. My co-host, Keith Samuels, is in Southern California. And today we have a special guest. We have radio station owner Brad Furr, who owns KGAY, better known as KGAY, in Palm Springs. And Brad has um, joined us as a special guest here because we think Brad has done more than just create a unique format for Palm Springs. He also has uh, been involved and figured out some answers in the tussle between selling digital online content with his publication, The Gay Desert Guide, along with the radio station. He's worked both of those together, and I think you'll find some real good wisdom in what he has to say. So, Brad, good morning, and welcome to Media Insultant.
1: Thank you very much. I, I look forward to being insulted by you both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, give us the elevator pitch. Tell us about KGay. Tell us about Gay Desert Guy.
1: Sure, K-Gay is a LGBTQ focused radio station playing dance hits. Uh, this is a format that my good friend and our program director, Chris Schiebel, uh, kind of uh, engineered and created for Chicago where he was at Energy ninety two seven. Uh, he also had this in San Francisco. And it's been a very, uh, a very robust format. We've actually gotten to be number one non-Hispanic men, 25 plus in the market after one book, after Chris and I took this back over again. Wow. Now, I think the the thing is, it does have mass appeal. It's a very broad music library. We are spanning the decades from disco to current music. We've actually, uh, Jackson, when you were working with us, uh, we weren't, I don't think we had any currents in the format at that time. But now we've uh, put currents into the format, basically one or so an hour, and that. Kind of, you know, gets us um, to be more contemporary, maybe young it up just a little bit. Palm Springs being an older market, um, mm-hmm. that uh, needs to have that upper demo. The upper demo for us is seventy plus, <laughs> seventy plus in Palm Springs. No, but we're we're uh, we're doing well. And then so from the programming standpoint, that's where it is. Uh, it's a just a really good, broad-based kind of oldies-based uh, format. Um, playing all these dance hits and all up-tempo music. You're not hearing any ballads on the radio station at all. (laughs) Um, And then from a sales perspective, um, what I've done is used my experience with MS Interactive, where I actually started back in 2001 with MS in Chicago at Q101. My boss at that time was uh, Deborah Asayan. uh, And at that point, we were charged with... Figuring out whether the internet was a hobby or a business. Jeff Smolian Was literally charging us our group with that. So we had uh, Trisha Clark in New York, Brian uh, Bartolo in uh, Los Angeles and the three of us were like the three amigos (laughs) and we got together and we looked at our radio station websites and figured out how could we make these more engaging what was the business model back then? Radio station websites were literally uh, brochureware. The morning guys picture was on there, and uh, you know you couldn't even do streaming back then. That was pre-streaming, I believe. Yep. So you were kind of stuck with not much happening, and uh, but yet you had this great mouthpiece with your radio station to drive consumers. And of course, this was during the dot-com bust and boom of the early two thousands, when we knew that radio was a huge driver to websites. Right. Uh, remember uh, Toys R Us or whatever was it, Toys dot or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever those this millions one. of websites that came and went, and we charged them a lot of uh, a, a lot for each spot.
2: I still have the sock puppet.
1: Yeah, there you go. You know. Just, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. So. Um, so my experience in marrying digital and radio dates back to that. Mm-hmm. And I had two students with MS Interactive that first did at Q101. I was away for a number of years, was at iHeart Media, and eventually came back to uh, work with that division. And we really were looking for engagement opportunities for our listeners. And because we had uh, publications at that time, we were looking for engagement opportunities for our publishing entities as well. Oh, so that's been the basis of how I married digital and radio together. And, uh, you know, in those old days, it was, hey, if you buy an ad or if you, uh, you know, buy a schedule, we're going to bonus you that uh, 728 by 90 banner. Mm-hmm. And we take literally just the opposite approach. You know, you've got to get money for each piece of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So is that a good overview of uh, of. Where we've got well, tell us a, a little bit about De- gay desert guide you explained K gay very well tell us uh-huh. what, about gay desert guide and your editorial stance exactly so
1: ten years ago when I first came to Palm Springs after my final stints in radio in Los Angeles um, I, I had uh, I was again working for MS interactive uh, Palm Springs life was one of my clients mm. that was one of our digital digital clients so we had all of our magazines like Los Angeles magazine and I did the sales training for the Palm Springs Life staff I knew that Palm Springs had an LGBT huge LGBT audience I had bought a place out here in 2008 And Palm Springs Life, I said, look, you've got this thing called the guide that you publish every month. Why don't we do something called Gay Desert Guide as a brand extension in print and online, and I'll run that for you. And the publisher said, that's a great idea. We think we're doing just fine, but if you want to do it, go do it. So I went and did it. And I created the website Gay Desert Guide. Because most of the publications reaching the LGBT market had gone out of business. Mm. So I created this to be a very robust events calendar, bar and nightlife, things to do, hiking trails, uh, the hotels, the gay resorts. Anything that someone would want to do when they were looking to come to Palm Springs. And I have two audiences. I've got the locals, mm-hmm. and then I've got the visitors who are planning to come to Palm Springs. So we have viewers on our website from all over the world making their plans. Uh, I've got a robust database of around almost 7,000 people, uh, mostly local, but it's almost, I guess, split between local and uh, and worldwide. We straddle that fence between local and uh and visitors. Roughly 11 million people come through the Coachella Valley every year as visitors, 5 million through Palm Springs alone, and at 10% LGBTQ, that's 1.1 million people coming through the valley.
0: Let me ask you a uh, programming question. Excuse me, Keith, let me just sneak a programming question in here. You know, you talked about the station, actually, KG being Mass Appeal, it, it certainly was one of my observations that there is nothing exclusionary about what, what you're doing musically or in the, the content, because you've got a great air staff, uh, actually an exceptional mm-hmm. air staff. Your morning guy is one of the best morning guys yes. in a long time. So is that intentional? Yes, yes, we, we, we
1: knew that the LGBTQ audience would come to the party. We knew that we were programming directly to them and that would be uh, kind of a no-brainer, mm-hmm. even though we have Channel Q against us, Odyssey's uh, offering. So it was really about trying to find a way to make sure that we did broaden out and we hit women and we hit um, you know straight cisgendered men and we hit the other members of our community. Now musically, you know, it, we're not going to be playing Melissa Etheridge, so we may not appeal to the lesbian audience, let's say, but it does have a, a broad base. Look, you know, kids can listen to it. We don't do anything that's controversial or dirty. We keep it clean. We do have some, uh, uh, you know, some nods and winks here and there that our community would know about, but others may not. But we uh, we, we really um, broadened that appeal out. and. No, we're not going to be a top station with women, but
0: certainly women do like the radio station and listen. Good, good. Now, Keith I interrupted you. You had a, a question for Brad.
2: Well, I wanted to follow up on Brad's resume, and it's great to catch up with you, Brad, and great to see you again. It's been it's been way Thank too you. long. Brad and I worked together at Clear Channel when we both worked for a mutual friend of ours, Jeff Thomas, who we've talked about on the show yeah. many times. And and what a great cluster of radio stations and and talents that we got yeah. to rub shoulders with for a, for a brief time together. But, you know, you're a you're a long time, like us, you're a long time radio rat. I know, you know, you <laughs> had this, you know, great experience with MS Interactive. And uh, I was a vendor to MS Interactive and Angie May right. Ward and and some yeah. of the teams in, in L.A. and other markets when I was selling a, a mobile messaging service. And I, right. I, I firsthand kind of experienced that. Let's try it. Let's let's engage more. Let's do something different that no one else is doing. It was a wonderful place. So you go to Palm Springs, you get the, the guide going, but what brought you back to radio? Could you just not resist it, or <laughs> and uh, you know how, how did how did that how did that uh, next phase happen for you, sure, and sure. and how is that going in terms of now you now you you own the station you bought the place. Now <laughs> I own it. So
1: you know, I mean, it's it's going to be brief. But Jackson and I crossed paths then. There was a company called Sunnylands, uh, which just kind of uh, uh, they sold their last stations, and I was the purchaser of one of those. Um, Sunnylands uh, had the idea. The and Jackson knows the backstory better than I. But the short version is they were uh, helping put together a not-for-profit organization that would run a radio station, this frequency, uh, in order to reach the LGBTQ community in Palm Springs, which has a high concentration. So uh, a not-for-profit was formed. Sunnylands was was literally funding this. They put probably millions into this whole thing at the beginning to get the not-for-profit off the ground, to get the radio station started. And unfortunately, that business model failed. And me and a couple of people that were involved at that time stepped away, and it just wasn't the right fit for us. The radio station continued, uh, COVID hit, so they were losing money uh, at every at every turn. Um, Greg Smith, one of the owners of the station, and I started having conversations almost after immediately after I left, but it really picked up in the last couple of years. And we started negotiating. I still thought the price was too high for what they wanted or at least what I was willing to pay. And uh, it finally came down that Greg and I came to a deal. And I'll tell you, it was a $300,000 for the radio station. Wow. So um, I was very pleased with that acquisition. It's a AM 1270 with a translator at 106.5. And we consummated that um, December 31st of last year. I took over the LMA August 1st of last year. Immediately went to work, you know, reformatting, retooling the radio station.
0: At every everything you you said is, is completely accurate. One of the interesting things I think that we learned, and I think you'd probably agree with this, Brad, is you know we got it backwards. <laughs> we tried to form a nonprofit after we had the radio station on the air. We should have found a nonprofit that had a real strength in the community and integrated the radio station into that. So valuable lesson learned. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a fun time. We had a lot of fun with with both the stations.
1: So so in fact, I even uh, just real quick, I even formed this as a, uh, a public benefit or a California benefit corporation, a B Corp, like Ben and Jerry's in Patagonia, because ultimately that business model of purpose, and profit together really makes sense for our community and what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm doing is a public service campaign that I inherited from a radio station. I was at back in 1980 uh, at WSPT in Stevens Point, owned by Century Broadcasting. And we did a program called WSPT Cares. It was a public service campaign. Local people came in, voiced public service announcements. I restarted that campaign here at KGAY. And it's done wonders for some of our organizations to lift uh, the, the awareness
0: of them. Brad, quick question. Um, you, how much right now of your audience is streaming? One of the things that I think I noticed was we were getting a lot of out-of-town audience. It seemed like people would mm-hmm. come to Palm Springs, discover the radio station, go home to Chicago, and listen yeah. there. What, what percentage of your audience would you say is streaming now?
1: You know that's a, I, I haven't done the percentages yet to compare our broadcast to streaming but I can tell you that last month my bill for streaming was $1800 that's a lot of rights fees uh to pay on top of ASCAP BMI and CSAC. so we are we're our streaming numbers are uh, really out of sight they're doing, they're doing very well <laughs>
2: That's great. Um, so, so Brad, yeah. how how do you have you come you come back from the guide? You take over the station. Uh, so, how are you organized from a sales structure standpoint
1: to to sell both of these properties? Sure. And how are you doing that? Sure. So, I have. Uh, I, I was very fortunate that three women. Uh, who had all worked for uh, Alpha Media or Desert Radio Group years ago, had all taken breaks for personal reasons uh, Mm -hmm. from their jobs, or they weren't happy in the corporate structure. And uh, these three women had worked together in the past, and I was able to hire each of them kind of sequentially uh, over the last number of months and bring them on. So I've got these women that have had 20 plus years of each that twenty plus years of radio sales experience, and so they know the radio market well. They know how to sell. Uh, what I'm teaching them now is the digital piece and the integration between the two. And so my MS Interactive knowledge comes in play, just you know, giving them all the the tools, mm-hmm. and then I package everything together in order to make it kind of almost a forced combo mm-hmm. in a sense for many things that we do.
0: Yeah. Do you get a lot of resistance to that, or has the market kind of come to uh, e- expect it? No, they, they really have come to expect it. There's
1: still going to be some resistance. There are some people that just don't believe that Gay Desert Guide is, you know, even at the low price that we charge, it's a subscription fee, a monthly subscription fee to be a featured advertiser. Mm-hmm. And uh, even at a low price like that, some of them just don't really believe in that. But, you know, I give perks and discounts, and we only offer certain things to people who are advertising on both. So, you know, we have a map and guide that we print uh, three times a year, and you have to be a Gate Desert Guide advertiser in order to be in that visitor map and guide. And that's because that came first before we even had the radio station. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so another sidebar question, you mentioned Odyssey and Channel Q, uh, ironically, Channel Q and KG launched it almost the, exactly the same week, as I recall. Uh, but you've been Palm Springs has been quite a bit more successful than Channel Q, or it would seem to if you look at the at the ratings. Yeah, uh, what do you attribute yeah. that to? Probably one being a
1: local radio station and doing things that really impact and touch the community, and not just having liners that say that. But mm-hmm. really, number two is. Channel Q is not meant to be an over-the-air radio station. You know, they put it on in a couple of markets just because, A, it makes sense here. Most everywhere else, it's an HD2 station. I've looked at every market that they're in, and they don't appear anywhere in the entire United States in any Nielsen book. So even in Palm Springs, they're getting a 0.3 or something like that. It's a really low rating. And it's just, I don't think they care necessarily about the -the over-the-air thing. It's a combination of talk and music. Uh, They're doing love lines at night. They've got a lot of talk during the day. They actually used to run one-hour political shows during the day. That went away. So they really don't program it to be a competitive over-the-air radio
0: station. And that's really the, the primary difference. Good, yeah. good. Keith, you had um, a final question. I can tell just by the look in your eye, you got a wrap. <laughs> well, you question. know, I,
2: you know I, I'm the competitive guy, and I, you know, and and, I, and and your market's pretty competitive. I mean, you've got you've got yeah. a big alpha presence, alpha media. Mm-hmm. You've got the local guys from Marker Broadcasting, yep. and then you've got uh, you know a myriad of, of Spanish language competitors as well. You know what's it like out on the street these days? You know now that you're back on the street, uh, you know selling a radio station. You know what's what's that like going up against these guys? And 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 where have you found kind of a nice? If, where have you found your niche, if you will, in, in how to and how to get the money? Uh, you know and get these budgets. Right.
1: right. Uh, you know, from an agency standpoint, that can be challenging. In fact, we even had a uh, a local advertiser that is a institutional government agency. And they just assumed that we were one of the alpha stations or one of the marker stations. So we're already buying you. Like, no, we're independent. So part of it's an education process. We really, while we have such a niche here, and there are so many potential advertisers just in Palm Springs and our, our greater Palm Springs area, we don't run into a lot of advertisers that are doing other radio they've been doing lgbt advertising either in print or digital or they just relied on social media marketing but we really opened their eyes and ears to uh, this radio uh, gay desert guide combo and i can't tell you we're a member of uh, our local lgbt chamber of commerce is the desert business association Mm -hmm. and every time when they're talking about success stories somebody will stand up and say I advertise on K-Gay and Gay Desert Guide, and people are always telling me they hear the radio station, or hear about us on the radio station, and they're getting results from that radio advertising. That's, that's great. So that word of mouth has just been just crucial for us. Well,
2: Congratulations, that's great great to hear, because it is it is pretty competitive down there, so um, I'm glad to hear Definitely it. Definitely is. Yeah. It's a
1: fun market, I really enjoy it, and I can't thank you enough for uh, for having me on to talk about it a little bit. The website is kgaypalmsprings.com. You can say gay with KGay.
0: <laughs> Oh, and one final thing, if you want to stream, it's, it's available on iHeart, which is a kind of a nice kudo yeah. for you, because it's hard to get on the iHeart, uh, the iHeart channel. And it's on TuneIn, too. Well, I
1: have to, I have to give a quick kudo to my friend Paul Meraldi, who works for iHeart Media, a good friend of mine, and in our LGBTQ radio group called Friends of Dorothy, a, a nationwide, actually a
0: worldwide group of wow. LGBTQ uh, radio people that we formed years ago. So oh, one, one okay. final question, Brad. If you had a word of advice for someone else who was starting a lifestyle format, I, I would consider KGA more a lifestyle format than a music format. What what mm-hmm. word of advice would you give them? What's been your biggest learning lesson? Um, you know, I, I guess
1: use uh use all the tools in the tool belt so again don't look at it as just a radio station with just a website the integration today especially with social media is so important you have to have touch points on social on radio on air streaming and online with your digital product and that's really the the thing i would say is build whatever you are going to build for that lifestyle segment with all those elements in mind and put focus on not just one, but all. Well, and I
0: congratulate you on not making the online content value add where you just throw it in. You're actually charging yeah. for it. That's hard to do. So you've you've accomplished it, it. kudos to you. Thank you. We have been talking this morning with uh, Brad Furrow's owner of K Gay Radio in Palm Springs, uh, along with the Gay Desert Guide. Don't forget that, they both go hand in hand. So, Brad, thank you so much for joining us here on Media Insultant, and we'll see you next time we're down in uh, the Coachella Valley.
1: Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Jackson. It's great to talk to you both.
0: Great to see you again,
2: Brad. Take care, buddy.
0: Continued good luck.